Welcome to episode number 70 of the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, where Christina and I dive into why you should trash that timeline that you have put it, that you're putting on yourself and putting pressure on yourself to attain. We talk all about how clients and people in general tend to put weight loss timelines on themselves, you know, rigid deadlines. And oftentimes it can actually get in the way of our success, but we also touch on how it can help us achieve success in the right circumstances. So as always, if you like the podcast and you want to support it, all we ask is that you share this episode with a friend, family member, or coworker who would benefit from it. One share can go a really long way and supports our mission to help as many people as possible to live a healthier, sustainable lifestyle. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode number 70, Get Rid of Your Timeline. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Lynn, and I'm here with my co-host, Marissa Roy. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about timelines. And specifically, getting rid of your timeline. (laughs) Yes, which seems a little bit like, I guess, not counterintuitive, but a little bit of the opposite of what you might think, especially when we talk about goal setting and having a timeline when it comes to your goals. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. I, now that you say that, I'm like, huh, yeah, this is kind of like the opposite cell that we normally <laughs> go towards. But um, yep. there's kind of a number of reasons that I suggested this topic today. And I think it stemmed from a couple of conversations that I've had this past week with some of our clients who um, are kind of putting this pressure on themselves to like finish absolutely everything on their list of goals in a specific amount of time. And in particular, in this context, we're talking about like the amount of time that a coaching contract lasts, whether that is 12 weeks or 24 weeks or whatever, but feeling really bound to that timeline. And I kind of wanted to just dive into this and really break down like what the most successful people in this journey, what their mindset looks like and why it's not necessarily bound to that timeline, but also the pros and cons of having like an actual rigid timeline for certain things. Like what's the time and place to do that? And like, where is that appropriate to like put yourself on a time bound schedule? If that makes sense. No, absolutely. And I, I love that you, when you texted me this and you're like, Hey, this is a topic. I was like, yes, (laughs) because I have had very similar conversations with clients as well. So I feel like we both have a lot of insight and not only that, but I think it would really, really help our clients. So I'm really excited. Yeah, absolutely. And like anybody else as well, like, you know, we're officially 12 weeks away from June, less than 12 weeks away from Memorial Day. So everybody's starting to put like a timeline on themselves. So I think it's just a good topic overall to cover for sure. Yeah, Um, yeah. But I think probably the best place to start is kind of just to overview like what we mean by like checking off every goal on the list, like what does a client or a person typically need to go through to go from starting point, I know nothing about health and fitness, to finishing point, I can do all of this on my own completely, you know, automatically, basically, right? So um, 
basically, if we're going from that, that simple, like no background, no fitness, just getting started with healthy habits, the first thing you want to do is build habits. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Like drinking water, uh, getting more movement in throughout the day, uh, more protein, fruits, vegetables, higher qualities of foods, just learning how to swap things when you're ordering out, um, better sleep habits, uh, regular exercise, whether that's strength training or just any kind of exercise you enjoy, right? So that's the foundation. And that is kind of the first thing. And, and all in all honesty, like you can kind of stop there and just live that way. Like that can bring a lot of really great changes. But for a lot of people in this audience, I find that like they want to take it to the next level or they want to learn more. Or they want to specifically lose a certain amount of fat. So kind of the next escalation from that is a fat loss phase. Once you've built that foundation, I always like to say you've earned the right to lose fat and like to actually do that intentional journey because most coaches and most programs will be like, yep, this is just a fat loss program and you don't need any base or anything to do it. Just like jump right in. And that causes a lot of problems down the road. (laughs) So I always like to preface with let's build habits first. Let's build up to this. Then you can dedicate yourself to a fat loss phase. Then you have to reverse diet then you most likely want to spend some time maintaining and then kind of weaning yourself off of whatever you did to lose the fat. So usually macros or calories. And then basically once you've done that, then you're back in this, like, I'm doing all the habits. I know how to do them consistently. I kind of know how to coach myself and then you're home free. So that's kind of the full journey. And it's a long one. (laughs) Yes. But the reason that we do that, and it's the whole reason we started this podcast is because we want it to be sustainable. So like you mentioned before, a lot of coaches will be like, oh, I'm doing this fat loss program. And it's centered around like extreme dieting. And it's centered around mostly just making a client transformation. And then they dump the client and that's it. And they start their new round. And you don't see what happens to that client after the transformation. So now they're eating super low calories and they're like, well, now what? They don't have any habits. All they know is cut, 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 more cardio, more movement. And now what? They don't know how to maintain. They don't know how to sustain or really just live a healthy lifestyle without dieting. And that's where uh, I think, Marissa, a lot of our clients that come to us, they're like, I don't know how to live in a state without dieting. Like they don't know what to do. They don't know how to do it. And then they've never had anyone really coach them through not just the the healthy habits, but also the the like mental aspect of that. Because I find that a lot of women specifically have difficulty being okay with eating more food, uh, lifting heavier, like not doing as much cardio. So having a coach that can help you through all of those things, it doesn't just happen in a couple weeks. So I think that's a, a really important aspect and in, in why we harp on this so much is because like you said, like clients most of the time need to earn their fat loss phase. Like we need to make sure that those habits are there so we can continue to make sure you're successful when you're done working with us. Yeah. And I think it might have been the maintenance mindset podcast, maybe. I'm trying to remember, but I mean, we've got this will be episode freaking 70 now. So <laughs> there's a lot to go back on. Yeah, it's it, that's typing that number out today. I was like, wow, cool. That's <laughs> awesome. I can't wait till we get to 100. But um, I'm kind of thinking about that and what we talked about there. It's like, you know, most people, like you said, are either on a diet 
in quotations, or they don't have anything. So they don't know how to live just a sustainable, healthy lifestyle, like we said. And so kind of want to frame here in that timeline that I painted the picture of like that healthy habits foundation, like that is just living a healthy lifestyle is making those changes, paying attention to those things. You don't have to track macros to do that. You don't have to be dieting. You don't have to be aiming for fat loss. That's just the lifestyle. And then at, at the, on the flip side, the end of the journey where you have lost the fat, you reverse, you maintain, and then you get off of, you know, tracking macros or tracking your food, because that's, again, not long-term, long, it's not sustainable long-term for most people, sorry, words, um, <laughs> but basically that is also living the lifestyle. That's also being in that just like sustainable, like you don't need to track, you can just eat what you want, but you know what it, you know, you know what it actually looks like and feels like for you. And that's a really difficult place to be because at the end of the day, like most people don't spend that full amount of time to get there. And I will say like, there's probably a very, very slim percentage of people that can get there on their own. And that's why we have jobs. But I will say even macro coaches um, tend to perpetuate this problem. And like, I think a lot of times like I'll rag on like Instagram on like fad diets and keto and like all that bullshit. And like, I think our audience in particular in this podcast, you guys listening are more well-educated to the point of, you know, you're not falling for keto anymore. You're not falling for, uh, you know, the Atkins diet or the whole 30. Maybe you, maybe you are, maybe you have, right? But I think there's a lot of people in this audience that don't fall for those things necessarily, but fall for like macro coaches who market themselves similarly to the way we do, but again, are only focused on fat loss. So they, they do like a, just a fat loss program. They get you on macros right away. And again, there's no foundation that's built and there's no kind of system to get you out of that afterwards. And so what I see people come from those kinds of programs, the struggles that they're facing are things like, well, I don't like macros because they're too restrictive, but their only experience was like a 1300 calorie macro plan. Right. And so I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think you understand. Like, eating with macros at like 2,200 calories is going to be a lot different. (laughs) So like that is a hard barrier to break too, because those people feel like they've actually done it before when really they just kind of had a crap guide going through it (laughs) the wrong way. Yeah, no, totally. And I've had clients experience a lot of the same things or it's like, oh, macros didn't work for me or whatever it might be. But it's a lot of times, like you mentioned, it's just because the foundation isn't there. So Again, that's why we keep going back and back to that. And it's not like it is just like, oh, okay, drink water. Now I know to drink water and that's going to be easy and I can just implement that. Like it's it's working through like, well, how do you stay on track when you're traveling or on vacation or when you come to um, eating out at a restaurant? I'll have a lot of times where clients are like, well, I just didn't track because I didn't know how to. So it's like, okay, well you and I always say this, like, we don't want you to hermit. We don't want you guys to stay at home and eat your perfectly calculated macros. Like all the time, we want you to be able to go out and and eat and go to a restaurant or uh, have date night, but still be able to track that accordingly. And so all of those things are just little things that coaches can help you with. And a lot, keep going back to it is the mindset too. So it's not just like, okay, snap your fingers. I know how to do X, Y, Z. Now I can go on to a fat loss phase. We actually just have to spend a lot of time there. And I had a client recently 
she's been with me close to a year now. And she said something along the lines of like, this week it was harder to do those things. Like it was harder to get my water in. It was harder to get my movement in. It was harder to do, you know, all these things that she's working on. And she was like, it's kind of like what you said that yes, they can become ingrained into your life and things that you just know to do, but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily like going to be super easy all the time. Like you still have to make those conscious decisions. Like, you know, when your husband comes home and says, Hey, I want pizza and ice cream and this and that and this, and you're cutting, you know, even for us, we talk about, we go out to our restaurants, like, Oh man, that looks really good, but I need something with more protein. I need to have a balanced meal. Like we still face those struggles and it's not just like once you're, you know, a Fitzbo <laughs> or whatever it is on Instagram that you no longer have these I guess, issues or you no longer have these desires and it's just easy for you to eat the plain chicken and broccoli and rice. <laughs> like we yeah. still like love pizza. We still love cookies. And so um, I think it was a, a really good realization for her because it was not like she wasn't like, oh, okay, well, after these 12 weeks, then it's just easy the rest of my life. Like I still yeah. have to make that conscious effort and decision. So I thought that was really important and a really good realization like, that like things just kind of like clicked for her. Absolutely. And I think kind of on like, <laughs> we're so off talking yes. about timeline, <laughs> but like this, this actually applies directly. So, you know, there's no point at which you just arrive and everything is automatic. I actually wrote something right. about this yesterday. I was doing like a big content day yesterday. And I was writing about like, how do you make habits like truly automatic? Um, coming to you on a uh, on Instagram, on a reel, coming soon but um <laughs> in all seriousness so I, I wrote about that and th there's no point at which you just wake up one day and everything's perfect and you no longer have to try and I think we often tend to assign timelines to that point it's like in 12 weeks I will be at that point or in 24 or in 52 weeks I will be at that point where I wake up and everything is automatic all the time but the reality of it is the thing that grounds us down to actually being able to continue those habits on the weeks that they're easy on the weeks that they're hard is a couple of things number one it's how have you wired your brain to work and you know we'll, we go a lot into this in the episode with Casey, Dr. Casey Joe on growth mindset and just how mindset plays a role in this. But it's kind of the whole thing of like, how does your brain work in multiple situations and going through a bunch of different situations with a coach is really valuable. So again, kind of like just having time with a coach can be beneficial. Even if like, you're not doing anything crazy, you're not doing a fat loss phase, just being able to go through life with that guidance can be really, really valuable. Because it's kind of like, once you go through enough things, you're finally at the place where you have developed enough skills and like cognitive patterns and reframing skills where you kind of have the like, you know, you teach, you've been taught how to fish. You're not just been given a fish with the, with the whole teaching me how to fish phrase. Right. And so then you can take what you've learned and then become more adaptable with the skills that you have in the rest of your life. But that just takes going through those things. And then the other thing that plays a role in like how we make these things automatic long term is just like continuing to practice mindfulness because anytime we just let life like sweep us up by our feet and completely like just go with the flow of the wind and just not really be we're not really thinking we're just kind of like letting life kind of like steamroll us in a sense 
that's when we're not mindful. We're not paying attention to our day-to-day stuff. And then we let all of our fitness goals and habits slip down the drain. And so really what like anchors us down is being able to kind of like be where your feet are at all times. And that's a really, really valuable skill for a lot of reasons, for stress, for anxiety, for mental health, but also for these habits. Because if we're not where our feet are, we're constantly going to be letting things slip and fall out of place. And basically what coaching does is reinforces mindfulness because you're paying someone to remind you to do these things. So those are kind of the two things I came up with of like, how do these things become automatic? Because, or quote unquote automatic, because nothing is truly automatic. We're humans, we're not robots. There's no real point at which you arrive. So then the question that I that I beg you to ask is why do we like tie ourselves down to like I must arrive in 24 weeks, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I think it also just depends on what the client's goal is too because I've seen that kind of affect the timeline. But going back to the habits, it's like you said, like we can't just sit a client down and say, "Okay, here are, you know, the 12 healthy habits that you need to do that you need to start implementing right away. And then they can just be done with that tomorrow. So it takes a lot of, like you said, conscious effort, mindfulness, and we'll have clients who are like, okay, I know I need to drink more water. I'm having trouble. I can only drink, you know, half a gallon or, um, you know, I'm struggling at work or, you know, cause I have these long, commutes and I can't, you know, use a bathroom or I'm a teacher. I can't leave my classroom. Like whatever that constraint might be, like it, it takes a lot of trial and error to figure out what works for that client. So it's not like we can just give these blanket statements and then just fix everything. And then they're good to go after week one. And we don't want to overwhelm a client with like, okay, here are these 12 things you need to focus on right away. That's extremely overwhelming. And then you can have the opposite effect where they're like, well, now I feel like a failure because I can only implement one of those things. So we like to start off slow, build in a few things. And kind of like you said, once those become a little bit more automatic and they don't take up as much mental space, well, then we can add in some more things. And so that's why we talk about the, um, you know, the nutrition pyramid with Eric Helms, like we have that base and we work up the base once those things become a little bit easier. So, you know, when we do have a client who says, I want to be, you know, I want to lose X amount of pounds by this date. Um, otherwise I'm a failure or I have this important date in mind and, you know, I need to have all these things done by this date. So that's again, why we want to talk about this. And I will say I brought up like goal setting earlier and smart goals. So having like a time bound goal is a great thing to implement. And it makes you that much more likely to be successful when it comes to your goals. Um, So something, you know, it'd be very difficult for a client to come to us and say, I want to get healthy. Well, okay. Like, what does that look like to you? Like, yeah. How is it like, do you want to lose weight? Do you want to incorporate vegetables? Do you want to drink more water? Like, what does that mean? So we need to be a little bit more specific. We need to find ways to measure that goal, like how it can be achievable, how we measure progress. And then of course, having like a, a time bound kind of thing to say, like, I want to eat more vegetables or I want to lose X amount of weight by this date. And what that does is it creates that stress, it creates that pressure, which is good um, because it makes you more likely to show up and take action because you're like, I have this date in mind, it needs to be done by this, which again, like I mentioned, is really good and is more likely that you're going to show up and and do the things that you need to do every single day to get you there, which is a lot better than I want to get healthy because like, 
what does that mean? How are you going to show up? How are you going to take action? But at the same time, and this is kind of uh, after however many, almost 20 minutes, this is what we want to get into is sometimes putting a timeline on your goals can create the opposite effect. And Marissa and I have seen this with our clients where every single week, if they don't make progress, they're stressing out because they have this like impending date that they've set on themselves. And I have clients who are like, I want to be in the best shape of my life in 12 weeks or, <laughs> you know, uh, six, six months. And while that's, you know, a, a great goal and sometimes, you know, I feel like sometimes we don't want to like be like, hey, like this may not happen in six weeks or six months, but like we will take a lot of steps to get you there. But they create so much pressure on themselves that if they're not seeing progress, it's almost like the end of the world and they start to feel like a failure and maybe they start to self-sabotage and then they get discouraged. And so all of these things can kind of compound and make things that much more worse from a client, more so if they were just a little bit more flexible with their dates or if they didn't put so much pressure on themselves to feel like they have to complete their health and fitness journey in this little timeline bubble. Christina, my brain is going and I have like three or four things (laughs) that you made me think of. So here we go. Um, But I think kind of the main spoiler of this episode is going to be you want to have a timeline. It's important to set time-bound goals to create a sense of urgency and perpetuate your likelihood of success, like Christina said. But we have to have flexibility with that timeline. We have to kind of set the right expectations up front of like, this is, and here's how I like to frame it. This is our goal. This is how long it could take if like literally everything went perfectly. (laughs) Like if there were no problems with like picking up on a learning curve, you did everything according to schedule, your body responded well, like blah, blah, blah. And then here's an extra X amount of time for error because (laughs) that's going to happen. (laughs) So uh, it's not going to be perfect. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to like have days off. We're going to have our body kind of fight us. Maybe like with our life circumstances, we're just under a lot of stress. So our body's resisting. Lots of different circumstances there. And then it's like, we still want to be flexible beyond that. But it's like, at that point, the timeline's getting kind of long. The client's getting kind of frustrated because they're at the beginning of their journey. They're like, what the heck? This is not what I signed up for, right? So we obviously want to create a little bit of pressure to stimulate that action taking up front. And we want everything to go as good as possible. But we have to also be prepared and expect for things to not go as planned and understand that's okay. Two people in particular come come to my mind when we talk about this and you made me think of because there's actually one client who just signed on and she'll probably listen to this because she's been on a huge podcast kick lately, but (laughs) she um, signed up for six months with us. And then she just signed on for another six months, which we're super happy about because we want to just be able to have that time with her. But she kind of had this unspoken expectation at the beginning of those first six months of like, she, she literally said this verbatim. She's like, I thought I was going to look like 
like the Hulk after like six months and like I was going to just be jacked and like shredded and everyone was going to be like, holy crap, like how did she do that? Like, because when you think about six months, you're like, wow, that's a long time. But then when you actually go week by week, it's like, nope, that flies by and like you feel like you can barely get anything done. And so, but like for us as, as coaches and kind of to give people the flip side of the picture too, like the reason that we have to sell time-bound packages is because if it didn't appeal to someone, like if we were like, yeah, it's going to be a two-year commitment, like no one's (laughs) going to buy that, right? So on our end, we kind of have to use a timeline that is digestible enough for the person coming in to commit up front. And then, (laughs) and then hopefully we get to that realization of like, this is actually a longer journey. We'd love to be on it with you for a while, um, but that's up to the client, right? And so I think a lot of that comes down to expectation setting. And then the other person that I thought of kind of kind of what you were saying about like someone feeling like a failure because they're like trying to implement all these habits and they feel like they can't get all 12 things at once. They can only get one or two, right? And so there was someone on our office hours last week who he's actually doing really well like overall he's crushing it um overall has made a lot of amazing mindset shifts um overall but he kind of like started off we always share wins and struggles on our office hours and his struggle was like i i kind of just feel like i'm failing because like every every time we implement a new habit one of my ones that i thought was like already automatic has like fallen off And so, Mm -hmm. like, he can kind of juggle two at a time, but once he adds the third one in, something else drops, right? And so it's kind of always a constant trade-off, and he's always trying to find that balance of, like, how do I do all three at once? Here's the kicker. (laughs) He's on week five. (laughs) Week five. And so uh, we were like, hold on, like, you're, you're good. Like, you're on week five. We don't say this to degrade you but you're literally a baby in this journey Uh, like it is the this is the infancy of this process for you and I tried to zoom out and go big picture with this person because I feel like a lot of times when someone's getting started this can be the most frustrating time in your journey because you might have 12 weeks or 24 weeks or however long and you're like frustrated because you can't balance let's use this example right three habits at once you're like how the heck am I going to get to you know, the end of this journey and that amount of time, right? So you're already feeling like a failure at the beginning and it's perpetuating this, these feelings of shame and it's reinforcing like self-sabotage behavior basically because you're like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? This is impossible. I've, I'm a failure. So I zoomed him out and I was like, listen, so right now you have two new habits that you have not been able to implement in the past that you've been consistent with. And overall, you can juggle two habits at a time and feel pretty good about it, right? And then when you add a third one, it falls off. But let's focus on the positive here. That's your that's your base. Your baseline is always going to elevate, right? So like I'm six, seven years into this journey, whatever you want to call it, since I started really paying attention to my diet, really lifting the right way. <laughs> my baseline of like habits that I do well and do consistently are track my macros, train five times a week, drink my water every day, go on a decent number of walks, sleep pretty well, and uh, manage stress and meditate. Like, (laughs) that's like 
eight things, right, that I have built up over all those years that I now do, quote unquote, automatically or easily, but that baseline has elevated. So I was like, zoom out, think about yourself in a year, you might have six or seven habits that you're balancing. And maybe when you add the eighth one or the seventh one, one of them falls off. That's normal. And we all have a certain amount of open capacity in our life to add new habits. It's kind of like, kind of like the sink analogy I always use with like stress and stress management, like adding habits is a stressor when it's new and it's brand new and you're trying to make a change. Change is uncomfortable. Change is necessary to grow, but it's uncomfortable and it causes stress in the, in the short term. So when you have that limited capacity for habits and, you know, this again is context dependent. Somebody who's working, this person in particular is working 12 and 16 hour days, seven days a week right now. And that's why Mm. he signed up because he needed structure for that. Um, Other people, maybe they're not working at all. They have a huge wide open sink for, for new habits, right? So how much somebody might be able to get up that learning curve in however much amount of time varies as well, depending on how much capacity in their life that they have available. So to expect that every single person that starts a fitness journey can get from point A to point B in a certain number of weeks is ludicrous. (laughs) And so that is kind of like where my head went with all of that. And I think I have another thing, but I want to hear your thoughts first. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I love that. And while we were talking about it, I, I went back to the sink analogy. But the other thing too is like, you know, we always talk about the dial, like turning up the dial. And so when we talk about like, you know, going to a fat loss phase, like we need to take those habits and we need to be able to turn them up. And so if our habits are at like, I don't know, on a scale of one to 10, if they're at like a five, it's going to be hard to turn up the dial if we don't know what like a 10 might look like or like a nine or a 10. Um, So that's kind of where my mind went. But also like if you are always turned up and you're always at a 10, you're always like, you have to drink your, you know, one gallon of water. You have to get eight hours of sleep. You have to hit your macros at hundred percent. Like you can't, you can't, um, shoot, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you can't run at that level for a long period of time. So like you said, kind of learning to be flexible and like, kind of like what you can kind of get away with and what's kind of just be your, your normal, like your everyday. So like you talk about tracking macros, like that's very, um, it comes very easy to you, but at the same time, like, it's not like you have to be hitting your numbers like a hundred percent every single day. Like you have a little bit of leeway here and there. Like if you get, you know, seven eighths of a gallon or something like that, like it's not the end of the world. It's just kind of like those habits and same thing with steps. Like maybe you reach for 10,000, but you only got nine, you know, whatever it might be. Um, I think that that's really important too, is that we're not asking our clients to be a hundred percent perfect every single day, but they know kind of what it's like to be there. Um, so when we are in a fat loss phase, like we can kind of turn it up a notch, but that's why we go back to maintenance because we can't hang out in this like fat loss or we can't hang out in this extreme stage for a too long a time. And that goes for us. It goes for coaches. Like there are times where we need to take a break from tracking macros or there are times where we just need to like relax for a little bit and then we can get back on. It's not like we can constantly have this dial turned up. And I would say too, like when we talk about contest prep, like your dial is turned up to the max. So other areas of your life start to kind of fall back because you can't, you don't have the capacity to do everything all at once at a hundred percent. Um, so I think that that's really important too, is like when you are just starting out, like it's okay if you can only take a few things and like not have, or I don't know, maybe you 
do experience like being at 100% with those things and you incorporate some other things and then maybe those fall back to like 80. I don't know if I'm really making any sense, but um, I, I just think it's really important to kind of like be able to juggle everything and know what it's like to just kind of have like a happy medium with everything. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And you know, some something that I've actually seen this happen a couple times, swing the other way, because like you said, when you're dial and like for context for anyone who's like what the fuck are you talking about with a dial and a sink like (laughs) basically like how much the dial is how much effort are we putting into our fitness journey or like you know at any given point in time a 10 out of 10 is like you're doing whole 30 all the rules apply and you're 100 percent perfect right a zero out of 10 is you're not doing jack shit so (laughs) with that context now drawn in um I've seen it being like, so we use that analogy, we explain to a client, we're like, yeah, we're going to find your happy medium. But because they're so conditioned to going from zero to 100 to zero to 100 back and forth, when we give them something that's not extreme, they're almost less motivated to do it. And then it leads to like struggling more with that protocol than um, than actually like than they should because it's technically easier, but it ends up in the context of this discussion, delaying the timeline because they're struggling with like actually figuring out that happy medium. So that's one way that like mindset can get in the way. And another way that this fits in perfectly is I've actually seen like people's pride like get in the way of their timeline um, in the sense that Somebody who maybe thinks that they're more advanced that they are, maybe they've done a couple of macro programs they've tracked here and there, but like they, like usually when I get someone like that and they are struggling, they tend to think that they're more consistent than they are. And that's nothing on them, but it's like they've done it before. So in their head, they're like, I'm an expert at this already. I already know everything. Right. And so then what happens is like, if we try to, let's say we bring this person in and we're like, okay, let's get consistent with the basic habits. And they're like, no, I want to do fat loss. No, I want to do fat loss. And like, you're not ready. They take more kind of not offense to that, but it's just like, no, I think I am. But then we're like having this back and forth when really we should just be moving forward. So it's like someone's pride feeling like they're a step ahead of where they should be sometimes means they jump too far too fast and actually end up spinning their wheels for longer rather than making progress. So I've seen a number of different like, mental barriers and mental blocks with like like perceived effort and pride and kind of like perceived level of advancedness get in the way of this timeline that we're talking about this arbitrary timeline progress at the speed that it should uh but actually go slower so that's like kind of something interesting that i thought kind of fit in there too And I think, and we've talked about this before when it comes to fat loss, but a lot of times clients will start a fat loss phase and maybe things are going well, but they're not seeing things go as fast as they would like. And so because they have this expectation of what a fat loss phase will look like, even if they're making progress, they're not happy with it because they think that things should be going a little bit quicker. And so uh, we've talked about this before, like, because I'm three weeks postpartum, um, you know, that some people have this unrealistic expectation of how quickly they should quote unquote bounce back. Um, or, you know, like I'm not pregnant anymore, so I shouldn't look pregnant. And so I always think like, okay, like if, if I'm having a bad body image day, I'm like, okay, it took me nine months to do this. Like it took me nine months to grow human, nine months to put on 50 plus pounds. It's not going to take me three weeks and I'm going to look 
the same or I'm going to look normal. All of it's going to just be back to normal. Um, so I think, you know, when it comes to fat loss, we need to say like, okay, well, how long did it take you to get to where you are now? As far as like putting on weight and all your unhealthy habits, like we can't just enter like a eight week fat loss phase and boom, like you said, you're shredded a Hulk, like, <laughs> you know, like it's going to take a little bit of time. And so and then basically what you're saying is like zoom out and look at a big picture. It's like, okay, well, let's compare your pictures. Like, you know, like you have lost weight, you have changed your body composition, like you've lost four pounds in, in four weeks. And like, that's great. That's amazing. But you thought that you'd be eight pounds lighter, or you thought you'd have more definition. So you're unhappy with your pro- progress. So having that timeline, if you're like, oh crap, we only have 12 weeks to diet. I've only made this much progress. Like you start to, again, like not be happy with the progress that you've made. Um, so I think it's, it's really important. And I have a, a client where you, someone you just reminded me of, um, where, they were struggling with their current habits and they were not completing all their cardio. They weren't completing all their workouts. They were still making progress, but it just wasn't the progress that they expected or wanted. And then they were like, well, I want to do a fat loss phase. And so we were very realistic with that client. We sat down and said, Hey, you're already super stressed. You're already having trouble hitting protocols. This is what it's going to look like to enter a fat loss phase. I don't, you know, do you think that that would be conducive to where you are right now in your life? And they're like, no, like, okay. So we had that established. And then like a couple weeks later, they're like, I want to do a fat loss phase. Like, okay. And then it got (laughs) to the point where they're not doing anything anymore that they stopped tracking because they're very overwhelmed. And it's kind of like one of those things. It's like, if you have this really, really rigid timeline that it can kind of like almost warp your like the logical side of your brain where you're like, I hear you. I hear that this is not going to be good for me. I hear that, you know, X, Y, Z, however, like I still want to do it. Like I still want to see fat loss. I still want to see the scale move. Like I still want to do this. So sometimes I feel like the timeline can like really mess with your head. And it's like, it almost like doesn't allow you to see the logical side of things. Well, it's like, I, I want to do this thing. I hear why I can't. But because there's only, let's say, 12 weeks left on my timeline, like, then I'm just going to give up on it altogether because, like, there's no time left to do X, Y, and Z that you've talked about. So what's the freaking point? When in reality, the coach is looking at it as, like, we have unlimited time. Like, we can continually, like, work together. That's fine. Like, right? We're always looking at it of, like, we're going to work with you until we get you on your feet perfectly to go on your own. But the client kind of looks at it as like, I'm bound to this timeline or my wedding's on this day or yada, yada. And we don't see that journey as infinite. We see it as finite. The other thing too, that you made me think of is another way to zoom out and like, look at like how it's just another way to emphasize why this is a long journey and why that's okay and why we need to like you said celebrate the wins along the way so that we don't get discouraged we don't get deterred from the the bigger mission but here's what we're really doing <laughs> when we're like we're wanting to go really fast we have high expectations we'll lose five pounds a week or whatever right like we want to do something that we we've seen before with our fad diet history or 
you know, all the bad habits that we've built up over the years. When, you know, when we really think about this, this journey, when you were like, yeah, it took me nine months to gain all that weight, but my pregnancy, it's not going to take a week to get back to normal. Think about bad habits, not only bad habits physically, but bad mindset habits. That shit goes back to childhood. So what are we really doing as coaches and clients? We're undoing mindset blocks that you put on yourself when you were eight years old, <laughs> like, and carry, you carried with you for the rest of your freaking life. Like that is a coach's, I mean, a good coach's job to, is to help you work through those things. And let's be real, a mindset block that deep and that like deeply rooted, something like low self-worth, low self-confidence, high amounts of self-deprecation, like all of those things that we we tend to just kind of brush off. Like, that's just who I am. Like, no, those are the things we have to undo for you to be successful long-term. That is a lifetime of (laughs) self-talk that we are undoing. So how can we expect to get rid of all of that in eight weeks? There is a rare situation every so often where someone's switch flips and they're like, I need to make a change and I'm going to do everything in my power to do that as, as quickly as they can. I think that's extremely rare. <laughs> and most of the time, it's a very gradual practice of being more mindful, recognizing these moments where we're talking down to ourselves and then continually regulating our self-talk, which thus influences our actions and therefore our results physically but it it all starts with the mindset. So like, that's kind of a, <laughs> a way to look at it is like, we're undoing a lifetime of shit. So how can we expect that to be over in, you know, or gone in eight, 12, 24 weeks? Yeah. And I think, you know, you keep talking about how you and I are kind of like, oh, we can work with you guys for forever. Because yeah. that's how our, that's how we work, where we want to make sure that you're in a really good spot both mentally and physically when you leave us. But, you know, dieting and getting someone shredded is pretty easy. Like you can throw someone on this like super low calorie diet or like a meal plan and run them into the ground. And we like, we, yeah, we can get you super shredded. But then if you are done in your eight weeks and we send you on your way, like, what did you learn? And so I think, yeah, you learned nothing or you learned that eating tilapia and asparagus will get you abs. But like, You know, I think it's really important, like you said before, like you could have a client who thought they were going to turn into this, you know, little shredded Hulk or, you know, whatever it is that they wanted. Um, Like maybe they didn't make the grand transformation that they thought they were going to make, but if they walk away with a with all these healthy habits and they have all this education to be able to continue their journey on their own, that is way more valuable than coming to someone and getting super shredded, getting super lean, and then the gaining it all back. Or it's like, maybe you look good for your vacation, but then you're going to have to do that again, go through these extremes. And you're always going to be swinging back and forth between like trying to get super lean and then being unhappy with where you are. Like when our clients walk away, we want them to have those healthy habits and be able to maintain that and like have this happy medium or like they know, again, like we keep talking about the dial, like they can turn the dial up if they want to turn the dial up to see some fat loss or whatever it might be. Like they have the skills and they have the knowledge to be able to do that. And that is way, way, way more valuable 
than just having a meal plan or having someone do all the thinking for you, if that makes sense. So that is like a big reason why we do that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and what I was going to say is like a new outlook on life. Like if you walk away with a new outlook on freaking life and maybe you didn't lose 20 pounds, but you lost 10, like hell yeah, like your whole life is going to change. And so I think, yeah, when it comes to timelines, like I think you know, on the surface level, the goal of this was to be like, hey, contracts and number of week packages, that's just something that we kind of have to do on the business side of things. But on the actual client's journey side of things, like the goal is get you from point A to point B where you can be on your feet and have you be self-sufficient. And that timeline looks very, very different for everyone. And then, I mean, we went super deep into that. And then the other side of it is like, At the same time, which I think we'll probably get into now, is like, when do we want a timeline? When is it positive? Like you said, it creates good pressure for many. I think it comes down to, like we said, expectation setting, having that flexibility with the timeline, and also not putting too much pressure on yourself. Um, I think a big part of that is being in the right place mentally to give yourself a time-bound goal. Like some people who maybe they're not mentally ready for that or they're not mentally there, they might think of a time-bound goal as something that's very stressful, whereas someone else might perceive it as something very motivating. So you kind of have to be in the right frame of mind to work with a time-bound goal like that. But um, yeah, those are kind of like, I'm thinking of times that it's beneficial to use time-bound goals. And like my short answer for that is like when you're doing an intentional fat loss phase in like that part of the journey. Yeah. So um, I I think it's kind of ironic. So I am running a 90-day fat loss accelerator program. And the whole idea is in 90 days, you can lose, you know, 10 to 15 pounds. And that was the marketing side of things. And ironically, everyone in the group right now is like, I'm just focused on habits. And that was a, that was a big reason why I was like, yes, come into the group because that's what it was focused on. It's like, it wasn't focused on like, Hey, do as much cardio as possible. Eat the least amount of food. It was like, here are these healthy habits that we're going to run through week by week that are going to help you lose those 10 to 15 pounds. And maybe it doesn't happen in 90 days, but now you have all those skills that were lacking prior to that. Um, but again, the marketing side of things, it's, you have to have some sort of time bound, you know, number and all those things, but that's what we really focus on. Um, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, so last night, uh, the training <laughs> that we did for the program was on goal setting. And so we did touch on the, the time bound, uh, part of things, but again, you can get really caught up on dates and and things like that. But what we talked about with goal setting is it's not like you set these goals and they're set in stone. And if you don't achieve them, you're a failure. Part of goal setting is reevaluating. So it's not like, and we were talking about New Year's resolutions, like, right? Like a lot of people will, you know, January 1st or whatever, they'll sit down, they write out all their goals and then they put them away and they don't ever look at them again until the next year. And they're like, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't do this. Oh, I guess I did that. Like, 
the idea of goals is you constantly look at them, you reevaluate and you want to break them down. So what we talked about, and I'm sorry, I'm going on like a huge tangent on goal setting, but <laughs> you, you, you know, you kind of like brain dump and think like, what do I want to be like long-term, like in one year, five year, 10 years, 20 years. And you kind of just break them down. So you set like these huge long-term goals, you have these midterm, midterm goals, and then you have your short-term. And so that's kind of like, Hey, what do I need to do every single day? Every single week, every single month, that's going to get me closer and closer and closer. But then at what point are we going to reevaluate? And that's what one of the things that's really great about having a coach that can remind you of your goals and talk to you about your goals. And if you need to kind of reevaluate or re, re, like restart some and say, hey, like you're going through a lot right now. Like, I don't think that this might be that realistic for you in the next couple months. Like, how about we readjust or like, let's maintain or let's just work on these habits before we do X, Y, Z. And not only like that, it's not like, oh, I'm a failure. I didn't reach my goal. It's like, hey, I just needed to adjust some things and I'm still going to do it, but I'm going to get there in a way that I can like live comfortably and not hate myself. And so we talk about that with like dieting, like we're not going to make you eat salads for every single meal. (laughs) Like we want you to do it in a way that you can enjoy it and still kind of mess up from time to time. Um, but I think it's really important that like the, the time bound aspect, but again, like we keep talking about is that flexibility, like that is so, so, so important just because you didn't reach your goal doesn't make you a failure. Um, and if you do reach it by that date, then that's awesome. Like let's set another goal, but really having that flexibility and not having that like self-sabotage or like, well, I'm not going to reach my goal. So I might as well do X, Y, Z. So I, I really, really like want to keep like underlined, bold, like flexible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, I, I couldn't have put it better. Um, I think the only other time that like my, my brain goes towards for like with uh, setting, setting a time bound goal and again, using those goal setting tactics to be flexible, reevaluate um, at certain points. And I think it's a good idea to also put designated times in on your timeline to reevaluate your goals. Uh, that's something that we do with our clients, um, especially like our, our 90 day ones or our 12 week ones. We have kind of a checkpoint at week four and week eight to be like, Hey, like, how are we doing with these? And like, what needs to change? Like, are we on the same page with our timeline here? Um, and just kind of checking in on that, um, especially because 12 weeks is such a short amount of time. Yeah, but so short. Um, yeah. And uh, but I, I like what you said and how you built out that 90 day thing, because, you know, the, the one thing I'm going to say about the marketing is it is such a it's a tricky game to play as a business owner. Mm-hmm. And because you have to strike the balance between what's going to catch enough people's eyes that you actually get interested and get the opportunity to help people, but also not do something that's so out of line with your values because it's so clickbaity. And that's a very hard balance to strike because there's people out there marketing. Uh, you can lose 50 pounds in 28 days with the whatever new approach or supplement, right? And so we're selling the non-sexy, non-outrageous claim, but we have to make it sexy enough. And sometimes it feels like, oh no, am I stepping out of line here? But at the end of the day, our intention is have the opportunity to help people on that first conversation. We're going to tell it like it is. Like, this is actually what we're focusing on. And if you're in for that game, then let's do this, right? And so... I personally have thought a lot about that, especially lately, because 
it's just such a tricky balance to strike. But, um, you know, I think a downside of that, and this relates to this conversation because, uh, kind of the expectations that are set on the marketing side sometimes can trickle into the client's expectations once they're in the program. Now the goal is we communicate enough that like those expectations are reset so that we're not thinking that we're going to do something crazy in 90 days. But every now and again, it trickles in, like bleeds in. I'm like, oh no, like we need to have a, we need to have a chat here because like clearly these were not set appropriately. And that's on us and making sure that everybody's on the same page moving forward because it can be a really awesome, magical, transformative journey when everyone's on the same page. But when it's not, it can be a big communication disaster. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So having those expectations and then constantly reevaluating and kind of checking in is super important. And again, whether you're working with a coach or you're doing something yourself, just being able to like self-analyze and, and check in with yourself. So I think there are a lot of positives that come from having a timeline. Like we talk about fat loss, like it motivates you to get things done. And like we've talked about before, we don't like to have extended periods of fat loss because we need to kind of like get in and get out because we don't want to spend a lot of time in a deficit, a lot of time creating additional stressors on your body, on your mind. And we'd like to continue to either maintain or build muscle. That's going to be a lot more productive in the long run. So when it comes to fat loss phases, we, and this is kind of something that I'll tell my clients too, is like, Hey, we need to turn the dial up. Like we need to get a little bit more, uh, you know, we need to be more in, in, Tentful with our goals and with our actions. And, you know, we need to make sure that food and nutrition is a little closer together. Um, but it's, there's a time and place for that, right? Like we don't do that all the time, but we're doing this so we can, again, get in, get out. And so I like having a timeline for that. And I think that, um, and, and I guess not necessarily, like, I guess I'm, I'm thinking of another client where they were in this maintenance phase and they were maintaining for a long time and they were kind of like, well, like, what are my goals right now? Like, or like, what is the next phase? And so being able to say, hey, let's continue to maintain by May, and then we'll start a fat loss phase. And so even something as simple as that can be really positive, because it's like, okay, now I know I like what my goals are for the next two months before we start XYZ. So I think that's really important. And Kind of like you said, having a timeline to be able to like break up your goals into smaller chunks or make them a little bit more achievable rather than saying like, oh, I want to lose a hundred pounds. Like that might seem really daunting, but if you break it up little by little, I think that can be a really big positive. But some of the negatives, like we've talked about before, like if you're rushing through things or you're, you're rushing through the process and you're just trying to like get to the end goal, like without really enjoying the journey or maybe not enjoying the journey, but like going through the journey to get to where you need to be and like have all those habits in place. Or like we've talked about before, like you get to a point where you're like, well, I'm not going to reach my goal. So therefore F it. And I'm just going to stop completely. Um, and like, I guess having unrealistic expectations or not having someone that can be like, Hey, like we are making progress. We're doing really good. Like you've done all of these things the past three months, like let's continue. And they're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. Cause a lot of times, and I'm sure that you have clients who are the same way, like they get tunnel vision or they have their, like their mindset on this one thing that they don't see all the other like small wins and victories throughout their journey. 
Yeah, absolutely. Which can, yeah, which can really deter you, even if things are going perfectly fine. So um, set up those checkpoints, have somebody in your corner, um, whether if it's a coach or just someone who's more experienced than you who can point those things out and help you celebrate those small wins. Um, Because all of those small wins really, really add up. But yeah, I mean, you're spot on with just kind of the positives, negatives of having having that timeline. And I think, again, it's like we need to have a timeline. We need to set time bound goals regardless. But it's just a matter of using them smartly, being adaptable with them, being flexible with them and really doing the work up front with expectation setting. And as much as like it seems like a very easy thing to do. One thing I've realized lately is people come in to their journey with such different expectations than you'd ever anticipate. So just spending the time up front to be like, hey, what do you expect to see out of this X amount of time? And like really helping them work through that can be very, very valuable as, um, as a coach, as a client, as somebody who maybe doesn't know, because all you've done is an extreme thing where you've lost five pounds a week. Like, so people can be coming from a billion different directions. So really, I think a big part of this is just on the mindset side of things, expectation setting, reevaluating expectations, reevaluating progress and continuing to mold as you go rather than having a rigid timeline and feeling like that is your end all be all. Yeah. And I have got two more, if I can remember before we close out. Um, but just, I guess I will kind of end it with like, if you need to extend your timeline, like don't think that you're a failure. I would say that's the biggest thing. Like a lot of times people come in, like you said, with a lot of different mental barriers that we need to break. And that might take a little bit longer than another person. And that's okay. You're not a failure. And the second thing is, I will say, you know, be open to change. Because I will have a lot of people that will come to me because, you know, we've talked about the fat loss phase, like whether it's keto, uh, uh, paleo, Adkins, the whole 30, and they might have seen really extreme results in a short amount of time. And they try something different and they don't see results as quickly as they would like. Doesn't mean that it's not working. It doesn't mean that you're a failure because you're not seeing, you know, fat loss and you want to go back and revert to what you've done before because that's how you've seen the most results. Um, just continue, like trust your coach, trust the process. I know it's like super, super cliche to say, but you know, it's okay to make slow progress. Like progress is still progress. So those would be my two kind of like little end rants. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Awesome guys. Well, we hope that you enjoy this episode and have a further understanding of timelines when it comes to your goals. And if you haven't already, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can find both of us on Instagram. You can find me at Christy Lynn Fit and Marissa is at Marissa Roy Fitness. Thank you guys so much for listening and we hope to see you back next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast and we hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something from it. Please remember that Christina and I are not medical professionals, so if you're going to make any changes to your exercise or nutrition routines, please consult with your doctor or medical team first. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. 
Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next Tuesday here at the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast.